Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chin. Give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. It is Tuesday, September 2nd, 2019. And yesterday, although a holiday, saw the Big Ten award its Conference Players of the Week. In no surprise, the Offensive Player of the Week was Jonathan Taylor. Taylor accounted for four total touchdowns, two rushing and two receiving over the weekend. So not a surprise that Taylor got honored. Also not a surprise was the fact that Michigan State's Kenny Willekes was named Defensive Player of the Week. When you are named Walter Camp National Defensive Player of the Week, if you're not named the Conference's Player of the Week, then someone else had some crazy sort of game, and the voting was absolutely terrible. But that's not the case here, as Kenny Willekes, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, a touchdown, a sack and a half, a couple tackles for loss. I mean, the young man just had an absolutely fantastic game, and he obviously is the returning conference's defensive lineman of the year so not a surprise there's a ton of good defensive linemen in the conference you have uh, iowa's aj penta ohio state's chase young so there's a ton of talent there and for willikas to come back and to dominate early very good sign for the Spartans. A couple injury updates for Paul Christ and the Badgers. Looks like senior linebacker Chris Orr is questionable for this coming Saturday. However, there are five players that are going to be missing for the Badgers. Tight end Luke Boschwagel, offensive tackle Logan Bruss, outside linebacker Isaiah Green-May, safety Scott Nelson, and another tight end Xander Newville are all out for the Central Michigan game scott frost was a little bit more coy with his injuries heading into their game against colorado last year if you can remember colorado was the team that injured adrian martinez on a questionable hit low it's obviously on their minds multiple players yesterday talked about the fact that this is a game that they have circled however look we're unsure about whether safety dante williams and kicker barrett pickering is going to be playing this coming Saturday. So we'll find out most likely closer to game day or on game day about the status of those two Cornhuskers. Michigan's Jim Harbaugh updated the status of Donovan's people Jones, John Runyon, Donovan Jeter, and Michael Dwumfor. Pretty much saying all but Dwumfor will have a chance of playing. He didn't get a chance to talk to Dwumfor yesterday prior to meeting with the media, so he's a little bit unsure as to his status, but as the week goes along, we'll probably get an update from Harbaugh at some point in time. And some really sad news coming out of Champaign, and I think this was a little bit expected. It looks like Mike Epstein, once again, has suffered a season-ending injury. That makes three years in a row for the running back, who is very, very talented, just cannot stay on the field. It's just so unfortunate for Epstein. Three years in a row, three season-ending injuries in a row. Uh, it's not the kind of broken record that you're looking for. Reggie Corbin, obviously, is going to have to step up. He rushed for over 1,000 yards this year. Looked pretty good on Saturday in the new offense led by Brandon Peters, but still a tough blow because Epstein is universally liked in the locker room. And not only that, you just hate to see a player get injured three years in a row. I'm not even talking about minor injuries for Epstein. We're talking about major injuries, lots of rehab. 
and missing full seasons. And it's just, it's a sad situation for Epstein. We hope that the young man gets healthy as soon as possible. Uh, I can definitely see if Epstein wants to continue his playing career. The NCAA granting him at least one more year to play if Epstein opts to. Uh, ESPN updated their top 25, obviously a little bit different than their FPI that they released yesterday because they had Ohio State ranked closer to where they should be at 5. Michigan was at 8. Penn State 15. Wisconsin at 16. Iowa at 18. Michigan State 21. And rounding out the top 25 would be the Cornhuskers. CBS Sports' Chip Patterson tried to project what the top 25 will be looking like. It's going to be released later this afternoon, so obviously I'll give you what the updated rankings are tomorrow. Uh, He's got Ohio State at 5, Michigan at 7, Wisconsin at 12, Penn State at 15, Michigan State at 19, Iowa at 20, and also Nebraska rounding out the top 25 at 25. If you're looking at both of these projected, uh, I'm really high on Penn State. I think they have Penn State a little bit low. I'm just, uh, I'm not sure if I'm on the super hype train for Penn State. I picked them to win the conference, so I guess I must be on the super hype train. Uh, And I think that they're going to be good. I think that it's just a little bit more time until everything kind of meshes together they are young they've got a ton of talent especially with you know the young running backs uh, Noah Kane as one of them and you've got you know the the whole situation where I think that Penn State's they just need a little bit more time and I think that oh man with Sean Clifford leading them looking good I think they're going to be a really really good team they've got great wide receivers as well And I think they're highly underrated. And yesterday, um, Coach Dave Wanstead also dropped his conference rankings. And uh, I've got a couple gripes with it as well. Um, Michigan checks in at number one, Ohio State at two, Iowa at three, Penn State at four, Wisconsin at five, Michigan at, I'm sorry, Michigan State at six, Maryland at seven, Nebraska eighth, Northwestern 9, Illinois 10, Indiana at 11, Minnesota 12, Rutgers at 13, and Purdue at 14. Understandable for Purdue. They should have won that game. They choked it away, and I'm not quite sure what happened uh, towards the end of the game. The defense must have gotten tired, but that, to me, is Purdue's downfall this year. It's their defense. I think their offense can score on anybody, but I don't know if they can stop anybody. Uh, Like I said, my one gripe is with the top three, I I have Penn State above Iowa. I also have Wisconsin above Iowa. I think Iowa is a little bit too high on Dave Wanstead's list, but I guess that's really nitpicking at this point in time because, not going to lie, it's so early. You really don't know what these teams are until three to four weeks going into it. A note on the hardwood yesterday is Archie Miller in Indiana secured a big-time commitment yesterday in shooting guard Jordan Geronimo from New Hampshire at 6'6", 195 pounds. Geronimo is a national top 100 prospect, and so that's a big one. His offer list, not as impressive as you would think for a national top 100 prospect. Uh, It's got Virginia Tech, Texas A&M, Penn State, Georgia, 
Boston College and then a bunch of smaller schools, but still a, a very quality commit, although the high school basketball in New Hampshire, not that impressive. Still a big-time commit for Miller getting Geronimo out of New Hampshire. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. Go ahead and follow the website as well at Two Cents Pods. Like us on Facebook. It's Two Cents Pods over there. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great day, Big Ten fans.